Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the IA Cast. Well, actually, episodes. You are about to hear episodes 132 and 133 of the IA Cast. So sit back, relax, and uh, get ready for us to make up these episodes. And uh, welcome to another episode or two of the IA Cast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for the second part of this double feature recording. This is now the 133 part of the IA cast recording, and I'm Michael Doeys, and yet again with me is Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. And we are going to do more than just scratch the surface on the surface announcement. Well, let's actually not scratch the surface. Right. I mean... <laughs> Although apparently with these new uh, new aluminum enclosures, they may make that, that more difficult or harder, depending on which one scratches easier. They need a titanium surface. That'd be cool. <laughs> so Microsoft had a big event this week. I believe the second? I think yeah, it was the second. The yeah, it was the second. Yeah, it was the second. And they announced all new Surface products. And I'll, I'll give my opinions at the end of this on these products. But Jason, did you watch the event? I didn't watch the event, um, but I did read some of what they announced. They started the whole thing off very Apple Keynote-esque. And uh, I didn't get to see the second hour, but I know that what they announced. But... Uh, uh, they had the CEO of the company come up and talk about the vision and dream of Microsoft, and then they had the guy that does all the Surface announcements, I believe his name is Panos, come up and talk about things, and he started by having somebody playing the piano, and he concentrated much on the creative aspect of playing the piano, the posture, the finger placements, and all these other things that were very essential to that, and I thought that was a very interesting way to start the event, and it's a typical presentation to get, you know, the audience to focus on one thing and compare it to the next things they would be seeing. And it was just, I feel like it was almost a little much, a little bit too dramatic. But the whole point was, was that the Surface line now is for creatives, and the Surface machines are the right tool for the right job. Yeah, I could sort of see what you mean about it being a little much. <laughs> but I mean... I guess it does get the point across. Yeah, and I it was a great event. Don't get me wrong. It was a great event, and they announced some great stuff. And I believe they started off with, uh, they talked about Surface, where it's been, what it's used for. And I believe they started with the, uh, it's either the Surface Pro or the Surface Laptop. I'm thinking it was Surface Laptop, I think. They announced the Surface Laptop 3, for sure. And this machine is neat because it is a Surface. It has a touchscreen and it has a trackpad. And it, has, it supports a pin and has a good keyboard. But I'm just not a big fan of the Surface Laptop because the Surface was always a tablet to me. And they've made it into a laptop. 
and I mean, I guess that's okay, but uh, I don't know. It has pretty good specs. Adapt to change, Michael. I know, adapt to change. It has a 13 <laughs> and a 15 inch variant now, which the 15 inch is interesting to me uh, for the video aspect. And so that makes it interesting. And the 15 inch has a AMD processor in it now, which is very interesting. That is interesting because I've heard from a few people actually that AMDs don't always play nicely with JAWS. So it'll be interesting to see how well that works. Yeah. But I believe they start with eight gigs of RAM and they can go up from there. But one of the things that was interesting was he showed on stage how easy it was to get into the components in repair and he ripped off the keyboard. Oh, that hurts my soul. Just rip. And you could see access to all the components there. Oh, really? All of them? Yes. So you could replace the RAM too? I believe so. Oh my gosh. Because I knew you could replace the SSD. I knew that was removable. So that is one thing that, you know, people are going to love about this machine. The screen's really nice. It's very thin. It's almost, I believe it's thinner and lighter than the MacBook, uh, MacBook Air. And that's what this is competing with, folks, is the MacBook Air, right? Yeah, they said it was, um, I read that they were claiming that it was more powerful than the MacBook Air. And I believe it's USB-C supported. I think there are some USB-As, but primarily USB-C. Yeah. Isn't it like two USB-Cs and one A? I think so. No speaker grills, they said. And I'm curious how that's going to work. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, okay. So I don't know how they're going to pump the sound out of that thing, but no grills on the top like you have on the MacBook Air or Pro. That's interesting. So, I mean, the Surface laptop looks nice, but I feel like it's not the focus. I mean, uh, it's not the laptop, but I mean, it is a great machine. I just feel like for cheaper, you could get the same thing elsewhere. That's just my thought. Well, yeah, but you couldn't rip off its keyboard. Right. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine going to like your techie friend's house who may not have uh, recognized the machine at first? And you're like, hey, let me show you something. Rip. Right. Just to see a look on and their now, face. Now, they did say, don't like, do this at home, folks. Oh, really? Yeah, they just wanted to show how easy it was to get to the components and repair. But they were saying, you know, don't do not do this at home unless you have the right tools. I think he just knew exactly the right way to do it. And, you know. Mm. But still. So, yeah, I mean, it's a nice machine. But there's others that were announced uh, at that event that are very interesting. Like the Surface Pro 7. Oh, hang on. We actually got to talk about one thing with the laptop covers or keyboard covers so in the past they've all had this fabric cover kind of like the surface pro keyboard covers well now they have one that's pure aluminum and they've built this thing to not even have a rubber screen like a rubber protector around the the rim of the screen and this thing almost has no bezels so it does look nice but when you close it it is a solid click it's it's very much a no, there's no little rubber protector around the screen like you see on the MacBook Pro and the Air and others. So that's kind of interesting. I think I want one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Hello. 
They do have a, an aluminum one. And uh, they remove the fabric and just make it aluminum with the keyboard with better keys and everything. Yeah, if I could totally do it, this Inspiron I'm making our backup recording on would go bye-bye. <laughs> You'd replace it with a Surface laptop. Heck yes, I'd replace it with a Surface laptop. <laughs> I'd be doing it right now if I could. <laughs> so it's nice, but and we'll get to my my thoughts on this later. I t- two words, three words, four words. Where is Surface Book <laughs> anyway? I was like, is it going to go up to five words? <laughs> no, but where is the Surface Book? See, I just made it five words. <laughs> I I really want to see news on that. I love that machine, but I'll 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 get on my rant about that later. Um, next up we have the Surface Pro Seven, and this Surface Pro is nice. It now has two USB C ports and a Surface charging port. So, in your face, iPad Pro? I guess for the moment. Right. Uh, well, even if they added a second USB-C port, you still have the extra power adapter that you could use on the Surface Pro. Well, yeah, I I guess that's true. But personally, I think I'd rather just have two USB-C ports instead of a USB-C ports and a proprietary connection connection. Well, that's true. But the nice thing is, if you don't have that proprietary charger, you can still charge with USB-C. Yeah. And this one also has, of course, new processors. You could look at the specs in our show notes and in the pages we'll link to. And also, it has um, some very cool features for... Uh, it has the, a lot less bezels. It's basically the same thing as the kickstand and the type cover, but it just... New specs, new sound, I'm sure, with the speakers. Uh, I believe they have a new microphone array on these as well. And it just looks really nice. Yeah. I really wish manufacturers could take a machine and put, if they're going to have a stereo microphone array, put the microphones on the top corners of the screens. So that way, if you're you know talking in the webcam... You're talking between the microphones, but you're still basically cross-talking them. But you would still be you would be in the center of the stereo field if you happen to be using an application that supports it. And if not, well, then you would still sound very good. But yeah, I'm not sure what they did here, but they are doing more of a focus on voice. Uh, the other nice thing about this is it will start at 7:49. Not sure when it's going to be available. And the Surface Laptop 13-inch starts at $999, and the 15-inch is like $100, $200 more. Uh, maybe a little more than that, but still relatively cheap. They're very entry-level in this space. Uh, we're not talking about a Dell that you could get three or $400, but, uh, I mean, compared to Macs, that's what that's what they're comparing these two guys is, uh, is Macs. So they're in that same ballpark. Yeah, and for the record, when I said I wouldn't, I want a Surface laptop. I don't want it to replace my Mac, but I want one. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so that's the Surface Pro 7. And if you have a 6, I don't know if it's worth upgrading just for USB-C ports and a little bit better processor, but it is going to be a good machine. 
Now, they also came out with something called the Surface Pro X. Now, this is oh, where yeah. we get into some interesting waters, okay? This machine is, I think, nearly the same size, but they got rid of the bezels completely. It's almost edge-to-edge as a screen, and it's a lot thinner. And it uses a new SQ1 processor that Microsoft made that's based off of the Snapdragon ARM processor. Very interesting, huh? Yeah. To think that Microsoft is going to get into the chip-making game, too. And apparently this thing is going to have LTE support as well. So, always on internet on a Surface Pro. That's huge. That's amazing. But, you know, it's very interesting because so many things are now moving to ARM, the ARM architecture. And ARM was around even before the iPhone. So, it's very interesting to see all of these things moving to ARM architecture. It is. And it makes me wonder if we're going to eventually see a day when ARM CPUs replace Intel CPUs and the common computers, you know, the the Mac, the uh, Surface machines, the HP Spectres of the world, the Dell XPSs. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting it to will see be. where this goes, I think. It, it will be. Because this machine is... Now, get this, okay? This, run, this machine, the processor, I don't know if the whole machine does, but the processor uh, runs off 7, not 70. 7 watts of power. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it can turbo up to like 12. Uh, <laughs> where'd the zero go? <laughs> That's amazing. We just made Jason speechless, ladies and gentlemen. We just made Jason speechless. No, I was saying, uh, <laughs> but no, that is, that's beautifully efficient right there. Now, now if it's just the processor running off that, you could charge that processor almost with a five watt, almost with a five watt iPhone. Block. Yeah, I know. That's, that's kind of crazy to think thinking. about, you know, <laughs> but I'm sure that whole computer needs more than just seven watts for, for sure. Right. I mean, could it, would, imagine, it would be very funny to see an 18-watt iPad block be shipped with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine, though? The whole computer runs at 7 watts, but it still has, like, the battery of, like, a normal CPU, like, a, a normal, like, you know, laptop-class mobile CPU. How long that thing could last on a I single know. charge. But, you know, that's the incredible <laughs> thing about this, though is that it's running such an, an efficient CPU. And, I mean, these devices that we're using are so power efficient these days. So that's the Surface Pro X. And I don't remember how much it's going to go for, but I don't think it's ridiculous. And it can do everything with Windows. It supports, I believe, a new Surface Pin. Very thin. It's much thinner than the Pro. I want to get my hands on one and see it, but uh, the screen's better, I believe, better speakers. Still uses a, I think it has a new type cover and just a very nice looking little machine. 
it will be the machine that the new iPad Pros have to measure up to. And of course, it uses USB-C as well. I don't know if it uses uh, the regular Surface charging or if it uses USB-C to charge. That'll be interesting to find out. Yes. So all of those devices will be out this year. But we also heard, uh, and this will be out this year as well, but we also heard about a new, yet another set of headphones. Earbuds! Yeah. And these come in a little capsule, and they're called the Surface Buds. Now, for everybody that needs some description of how these things look, I'm just being honest, they're big. And if you've ever seen the Surface Dial, it looks like you're taking uh, one side that looks like a headphone and the other that looks like a Surface Dial, a big circle, and putting it on your ear. So you have a circle hanging out of your ear. That's just weird. Yeah, it kind of looks weird. Like, But they can translate languages, so it's okay, right? Yeah, they can translate languages <laughs> and talk to PowerPoint and give live captioning. But, you know... <laughs> It's just neat, but I, I don't like the form factor. Give me Power Beats and, or AirPods any day. Yes, I'm being Apple enthusiast here, but uh, these are $250, just like the Power Beats. And each one will last eight hours with uh, charging them. will give you 24 hours of use per day. So in one respect, they do perform better than the Power Beats because the Power Beats, I think, 18 hours? Is there rated charge time with the case is it so you can only charge one uh both of them at once and then the case has to be recharged uh no i think you can charge both of them twice okay because they have each one has a nine hour battery yeah i'd have to look at it again but i think i think it's 18 hours hmm. interesting i don't know but yeah i, I do think that the power beats themselves have one hour longer battery and uh, just I feel like they, I don't know which one would fit better in my ears, but they do. I believe they have, um, they can support your assistant on your phone and possibly Sea Lady. Don't want to set off anybody's devices, but they just, they are, they're pretty cool. I will say this. I would like to see them too. I, at first, I did not think I'd like the Surface headphones, and I'm wearing them right now for this podcast. So you never know. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, now that I think about it, even these have big circles on the sides. Huh. Yeah, but they're headphones. So what do you think about those two things? Anything interest you so far? Or a few between things? Between the Surface X, the Surface... Well, between the Surface Pro X and the Buds, not particularly. I'm still leaning towards the Surface Laptop, honestly, is my next PC. I think that would be a nice little machine to have. See, I, think I my, don't need a 15-inch screen. My next one, I mean, I have two laptops now, two PCs. I think I'm good. But if I were to get a new one, it might be the Surface Pro X. That, I think that's the neatest technology that they have right now. Of course, folks, that Surface Pro X does run an ARM-based version of Windows, so it is a little bit different. Yeah, and I think that's why I would go with the laptop, just because I don't know if all of the software I would want to use in Windows is compiled for ARM. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm also want to look at this folding surface device that Microsoft announced. Are you talking about the Neo? Yeah, I could I was like it's a surface something starts with an N. <laughs> so this thing has two screens 
has a keyboard, yes. mouse, and two screens. I'm not sure how that works. I I would need to see it further, but it's not supposed to come out till next next holiday season. Not now, but like next holiday season. Yeah, and Microsoft is working on a new version of uh, of Windows. I think for foldable devices, and I think the interesting thing about the Neo Two is it's running Android, if I remember correctly. No, the the. We'll get to the Android device. That one's a different one. Oh, is that a uh, whole separate thing? Yeah. The Neo oh. is running Windows 10 X. So Windows 10 10 or Windows XX. Windows 10 10. <laughs> <laughs> Windows 10 10 plus plus. Um, <laughs> so Windows, Windows 10 X is supposed to be a kind of a more ARM centric version of Windows. It's supposed to be a bit lighter weight too, isn't it? Everything's yeah, built off of Windows 10 weight. Core. Yeah, and uh, have multi-screen support and things like that. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about folding screens yet, but I would still like to see one. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, and you know, and and I'll get into this in a little bit, but I like what Rene Ritchie says that this is to entice developers to and OEM manufacturers to get into building better hardware, different, more innovative by saying, here's what windows can do now create something awesome from it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the, uh, the last thing that they announced that I remember, and that's the surface duo. And this is very interesting. And I don't know what I think about it. They're building a phone that is going to have a folding hinge where you could fold it where both screens would be outward. Or you could hold it like a like a, a, a little book. and Or you could close it and make the screens uh, be safe. Which I kind of like the thought of where you could close it to make both screens safe from drops and stuff. But it's just interesting. It's not... And it never will be one entire screen. It's basically two phones connected with a hinge. And it's not running Windows. It is running Android. I just don't think I need something like that in my life. I think it'd be neat. I think it would be interesting. But uh, again, it's to get manufacturers to say, here's what's possible. Now, do you think that Samsung has the right approach in making one big screen with the um i think they call it the infinity hinge or the infinity screen uh making it like that or making it the way microsoft is doing it with two separate screens i don't know because the galaxy fold does still have some durability issues from what i'm reading so i i'm not sure that i know what the right answer is i definitely see the advantage i i think of the way Microsoft is doing it, especially if you can close the two screens and make them meet and uh, be protected from, you know, drops and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe Microsoft, though, because because the the screens on the Galaxy Fold still have that, like, protective film stuff that you're not supposed to peel off. Yeah. And I'm assuming the duos don't. I don't think so, because they have a very visible hinge. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, I don't know. And it's supposed to come out uh, next Christmas season, next holiday season as well. So, uh, we've got a little while. 
I just think it's funny you could make a potentially if it has access to Google Apps, you can make a duo call on a duo. Now, that is one thing that I'm glad you brought up because Microsoft did say they are partnering with Google to make this happen. And so I'm wondering if it's going to be a stock experience with some Microsoft bells and whistles added in. Maybe. And that would be neat. And I, I wonder if updates would then come from Microsoft or Google. I would assume Google, but... Yeah, but it would be interesting to know if that would go on the Android beta program. And if that if it does, I would be more apt to buy it over a Pixel just because it's different. It's Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, I'm assuming you would still use like TalkBack and other Android screen readers you know as opposed I'm to like an Android version of... Would. Yeah, I don't think they would you would have like an Android version of Narrator, although that would be interesting. Yeah, it would. So that's, I believe that's all the devices they announced. So I think for me, the most exciting ones, the Surface Pro X. What about you? The Surface Laptop? Um, From a technical standpoint, the Pro X. From a, I would get use out of this standpoint, probably the Surface Laptop. Because I feel like if I were to have something like the Surface Pro X, and I could be wrong, but I feel like if I were to have something like the Surface Pro X, I would still end up using my iPad more. Interesting. I think for I don't me, know, though. I think for me, the Surface Pro X, because it would be very lightweight and portable, that's what I would want. I have a MacBook Pro and a Surface Book 2, very hefty machines, so, you know. But and maybe... Yeah, go ahead. Maybe if I see one, my opinion would change. I don't know. I just... I don't know. <laughs> That's my answer. I don't know. So let me get on my Surface Book rant. And we've pa- we've gone past the time where Microsoft typically brings out a new Surface Book. Now, the Surface Book came out before the Surface Laptop 1. And we've had three Surface Laptops and two Surface updates. And... My issue is is that the Surface Book is supposed to be the powerhouse computer. It's supposed to be what, you know, developers or gamers or whoever would want for a laptop. And I just feel like uh, if you're going to focus creators on, uh, you know, your presentation there, then they should look at the Surface Book because it's a beautiful machine. It can do so much and it runs like a dream. I have the 15-inch Surface Book 2 and it runs really fast, and it works really well after a year of having it. And I just want them to keep supporting this machine and not uh, end of life it because of popularity or the lack thereof. So, I mean, I play all my games on there. I could use it as a tablet. I can use Visual Studio. I could do everything I need on that machine without any headaches. So I just personally like the quality of that computer. You know, you have the base and then the tablet part that can detach, and that's just awesome. And I feel like what you get with that, with the extended, uh, with the better battery and the GPU in the higher-end models uh, is amazing that I don't know that you get with any of the others. Uh, What are your thoughts on it, Jason? I like the electromagnetic attachment thing. It's fun to play with. Um, It just, it is. No, I, I saw... I don't remember if I actually saw your Surface Book. I remember seeing Aaliyah's Surface Book, and I think I've seen the first generation Surface Book. I don't remember. Um, And I thought they were very, very 
interesting because you could detach the screens. And not only that, if you attach the screens, they weren't going anywhere, which isn't necessarily the case with, say, an iPad Pro with a keyboard attached to it via like the smart connector. I mean, those magnets are pretty strong, but they don't have anything on the connector for the uh, for the Surface Book. <laughs> I mean, when it's attached, it feels like it's built in and not moving. And I love that. You know, I, I really like the idea of a tablet device that I can turn into a laptop when I want and sit on my lap and know that it's never coming off of its base. And it felt really nice. So Yeah, I mean, it feels nice. It feels good to type on. It has a probably the best keyboard on the Surface Align. So I'm just hoping that Microsoft doesn't decide to end of life it because of popularity, because... For professionals that use a lot of power, it's really wonderful. And I just love that machine almost as much, if not more, than my new MacBook Pro. Yes, almost cursed. So we've gone through pretty much everything on the Microsoft lineup. And so now that we know what we've gotten on both, Jason, what do you find to be the most interesting? Amazon's announcements or Microsoft's? Um, I think maybe my... Uh, or as I get my brains confused, maybe Amazon's. I'm not, you know, trying to take anything away from Microsoft's announcements, but I feel like they announced so much stuff. And A-Lady is available in so many different form factors now. I just, you know, I, I, I think Amazon might have it for me. Well, I think Amazon came out with some with a lot of things that the average customer can afford and use, whereas Microsoft is more the grandiose. Here's our amazing computers for this year, right? So I don't know what my favorite thing is. I don't know if it's Amazon or Microsoft. I, I want to say Microsoft because I love the work they do. I really do. And I just want to see what they, what they will come up with with these machines, with the Neo and the Duo. I want to see where they go with that. I want to see what they do with everything else, but I almost have to give it to Amazon. I'm very excited about a few of those things. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can even use A-Lady on a Surface, so. Right. <laughs> I have I mine mean, set up on mine all the time. And I actually for keep forgetting that you can, but yeah, I think you stole it, Amazon. I mean, <laughs> A-Lady's everywhere. All right. Well, with that all being said, I think we've talked about a lot today. A lot of yeah, great news. We have. <laughs> we we did not focus any on Apple today, folks. You know, that is a big accomplishment for this podcast. <laughs> right. I mean, yes, we mentioned them, but that was about it. I mean, two numbered episodes of not Apple. Woohoo! I don't know if I go that far. Yeah, I would. Actually. <laughs> all right well but, with all, uh, yeah. all that being said uh jason uh what is your pick of the week and where can people find you online so i actually am going to focus on apple and that is because my pick is watch os 6 i have been using it throughout the beta process and I have to say, I really like what Apple's done with watchOS. I like that you can access the App Store on the watch now. Uh, you can check for software updates on the watch now. The Noise app is, is, is interesting, and it's apparently very accurate from what I've been hearing. Um, pun not intended. And 
I gotta say, like, there's just some really nice stuff. I like that Taptic Time has been moved to um, just accessibility settings. It's not a voiceover-specific feature anymore. I like that you can use the Siri voices with voiceover when you can get the feature working. Um, and it's just, it's just a nice update. And you can adjust more settings on the watch itself now, especially in accessibility. You can change the voiceover speech rate without having to go to the watch app. It's just, it's nice. And as far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JDE. That's Juliet Delta Echo 91. If you do add me to social media, please let me know that you have found me from the iAccess network. All right. My pick of the week is also Apple related. It is dark mode in iOS 13. Uh, this feature has been great for me for app development testing, and sometimes it just helps my eyes to see. A lot of times I do like it regular, but I could just turn it to dark mode, and if I'm just having trouble with my eyes seeing, I could just use that, and it's so much better to see the user interface. It looks good. Uh, you know, I've already converted my app pocket braille to that. That, that will be coming out of beta soon. And um, you could actually go to uh, Google and type join Pocket Braille Beta and join that and check it out. And uh, that also has watch complications or watch, uh, uh, the watch app has contractions being built in. So check that out. And it's just a great experience. You could go to settings, appearance, and then change dark mode. And then you could go to settings, control center, and add uh, items to control center. And you can add dark mode there as well. So it makes it very easy to adjust dark mode. And this feature is also in macOS, and it works great too, there too. Uh, it's just weird seeing my macOS in dark mode. I like it in light because that's just what I've grown up with. Uh, but sometimes it's neat to check it out in dark mode too, so try that out. As for where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. You can find me on Twitter as Mike Doeys. You can find me on Facebook. Just search for Michael Doeys. If you add me on Facebook, please let me know you found me from the IACast network. And you can find me on Telegram at Mike Doeys. And you can find the iAccessibility community on Telegram as well. Just uh, send us an email or send me a message directly on Telegram saying you want to be in the group and we'll add you. So, um, yeah, it's really awesome. Love Telegram. Great to be there. You can also go to my website, michaeldoeys.com, and uh, see what I'm working on there. So. All right. It's been a great two episodes we've recorded today. Um, again, you'll get those in individual weeks. So um, enjoy, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. We're going to record a new episode, but in some places you may not get that till the week after, and that's okay. Just uh, keep in mind, we will be still providing content to you. And uh, we will be back next week for another recording. We'll be doing it live and we'll actually have a push notification that time. So we'll see you then, everybody. And thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iAccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iAccessibility1. Facebook, search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.
Copyright 2019, iAccessibility, LLC.